Here we go. It's the D.C. Sports Huddle. I'm Dave Johnson and Rob Woodford, George Wallace, Dave Preston. We, of course, are sponsored by MGM National Harbor. For the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. Uh, that's right. The biggest excuse of the year to eat and drink preseason football is back. I cannot wait. I've, I've been wanting to get the wings and nachos together because, you know what, win or lose, it's not going to matter. But football's back. And then we also had encouraging reports about what's going on behind the scenes with this Washington Commanders uh, football team. Uh, maybe the, the workplace culture under Jason Wright, et cetera, is going in the right direction. So we're just going to start there. I think what needs to be remembered while this situation, and that's a broad term with Daniel Snyder, uh, continues, the investigation continues, uh, Roger Goodell continues to say, we'll wait for the Congress to keep looking at the workplace culture and then we'll weigh in. Uh, I think this should give fans hope, then why not? This could be a winning and successful team because the people that are there now, and some of them we know, some of them we just met, like Jason Wright, uh, like Ron Rivera, uh, on the inside of the front office, we've known for years now, Julie Donaldson, our good friend from the media, and, and she is now part of the commander's broadcast and part of the commander's front office. These are good people working hard in that front office. So uh, whatever happened in the past, is you don't dismiss whatever happened in the past, but the focus should be on the here and now. That's what fans need to know about. So don't worry about that other stuff. It, it You can look at it. You can be interested in it. It does need to be still addressed. But, hey, there's hope for the season. Go. Anybody else want to comment on that? I'm going to let somebody positive go first. <laughs> 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 no, man, because, look, the safest time to fly – is and this is going to be a harsh comparison the safest time to fly is after a plane crash the best time to you know you do your safest driving after you got uh pinched for a uh red light uh camera and all that and that's for my guy frank hanrahan so um look i i i believe that they are that they have good people in place i believe that they have uh sort of changed the day-to-day uh but it's hard to believe in a full long-term change as long as Dan Snyder is still in the building. So to me, he's, he's the, he's the source from which all of this dysfunction flowed. So unless and until he is reprimanded or he's out, um, you know, and, and here's the thing I've, I've heard from people around football that it's a matter of time before Snyder is out and whatever report there was before about there being a vote being counted and all that stuff, it's not going to happen that fast, but I would be willing to bet that when Washington moves its franchise to, um, you know, playing games in a new stadium in 2027, I think there's going to be a different owner who's at the helm. No, and I don't disagree with that. What I'm saying is yeah. that there's there's hope because when you focus on the here and now, a Jason yeah. Wright doesn't stick around and suffer fools gladly. A Jason Wright is not just hanging around to get a paycheck. Jason Wright is a quality guy. I agree. The shenanigans. I agree. If his owner interve- intervenes. The minute you see a Jason Wright or, or any of those people that have come in in the last couple of years of quality decide to resign – that's your signal that there really isn't change. 
Well, I mean, we've seen people resign uh, who were of that ilk. Uh, I think uh, Brian Lafamina, if I'm saying his name well, right, he uh, he was he was asked to leave. But well, he right, told, but that, but that, he was also told when he came in he was going to be allowed to do his thing too. Right, he exactly. Was, so, yeah. so, so th those are those are the situations that you know that that give you pause and that you don't easily forget when you have people. So, look, Jason Wright, if he has the leeway to do things the way he needs to do things, then that's a positive for that franchise. Same for Ron Rivera, but um, history, 25 years of history, not a five-year snapshot or whatever, but 25 years of history suggests that it's not a matter of if, you know, Snyder comes in and, and, and starts screwing things up. It's a matter of when. So no, no, it's a matter of him getting out before those guys uh, uh, are either asked to leave or, or leave of their own accord. Well, but, but also, and I think he will be out eventually. The NFL desperately wants him out, but I also yeah, yeah. he is desperately, uh, and, and his, his I don't know this, but I assume this is wife Tanya. They want to hold on to this. Look, it's a cash cow. You've won the lottery. Mm -hmm. You're part of a 32-team uh, monopoly. So as much as he wants to maybe intervene now or do this or do that, he is going to be muted because he's living in stark fear he's going to lose it. Look, he wasn't always the bad guy. I remember mm -hmm. when he, he bought the team. I remember when, and oh, yeah. look, I don't blame him for changing the name of the, the franchise, but I remember when he told me on WTOP he was not going to change the name, not the, pardon me, not the franchise, the stadium. He was not going to change the name of the stadium uh, because so appreciative are we was his exact quote. And, of course, it became FedEx Field. And, of course, Raul John you can't even find on a map anymore because that no longer exists. So, it all changed, but you know, initially you had Deion Sanders. Uh, so, but he never did anything. Uh, and, and I, I remember for years asking him to come on WTOP, talk to the fans. People around him uh, were difficult to deal with, so he didn't help himself. And I don't feel sorry for the situation he's in, public relations wise. But again, my point is here and now that, that that's all we live by, season by season. So in the the vacuum that we're in now, unless a Jason Wright resigns. Uh, you can rest assured the team is being run in the proper way right now, and that gives you a chance to win. I think we've got high hopes. I think we've got high hopes. I mean, with every regime change here, you, you have to have high hopes on some level. But I think over the, the 25 years, uh, year history of the current ownership, you have to have one eye open. And, and you have to, I mean, it's unfortunate that we live in a world where you wait for the other shoe to drop. Um, we, we, don't, we don't feel that way with, uh, the, with at least – Two of the other teams in town, the, the the Capitals and the Wizards, were more focused on how can they keep this core together? What will they do to get the right nucleus in place for a playoff run? Here we have to worry about on-the-field issues as well as in the last couple of years since the Washington Post uh, did their digging and they found quite a bit when they dug stuff up. We have to wonder when the, when the other shoe is going to drop. And that's unfortunate because when this team is good, Dave, you grew up in this area. You know what this place is like. Rob, you too, George. You guys know what this place is like when the burgundy and gold are humming from 1971 to 1993, basically. Uh, this, this was a burgundy and gold town. And I would say even into the early aughts before things really started to take hold, this was still a Washington football team, you know, town first and everybody else is, uh, you know, you know, diving and picking up scraps during the off season. So, I mean, I, I think if this team, if this franchise, if this owner changes, if eyes can change and news can change, maybe we all can change Mr. Balboa. But I, I think if, if, if they can get this, 
team going the right way, this franchise going the right way, it's going to be something awesome. But until they do, I'm always going to be wary that something might happen. All right, George, you've been watching every practice. uh, And I, again, we got to report on something. And and I love seeing things (laughs) about, uh, you know, Carson Wentz, how many passes he completed at practice. I've got to make a note of, you know, when he was three for six and et cetera. Uh, should we is there anything to worry about here i mean this is this is we haven't even played a game yet no and and by the way tanya has been out i believe it's like six straight practices now she's been out there watching and talking with ron i'd love to hear those conversations by the way after practice but uh (laughs) the uh, (laughs) um look there's nowhere to go really but up for this i mean everybody in that building is new i mean everybody's new except for the guy at top so to your points about that's you still got to be wary of that. Yeah, the guy who still signed the paychecks, the guy who all this started is still in the building, or not in the building, but he's still in charge. But yes, everybody else is new. Jason Wright is the is perfect for this, I think. Ron Rivera as well. Frankly, I'm surprised Jason Wright's still here after the rebrand. I thought he would have moved on to bigger and better things, to be honest. But um, and I still think he will at some point. But there's they they they've got a hold on it now. It's just going to be a matter of what they're allowed to do and how much how much further they can go with it. I mean, you heard Dan Snyder yesterday talking to the Maryland board about the gambling situation. He says, come out and see the stadium. It, it's made so many improvements to it, and we've got ourselves a quarterback now. We finally got ourselves a quarterback. Uh, so that was his first public comment since the um, early February in the naming uh, the naming uh, event at FedEx Field. So, yeah, I mean, do I think it's in the right direction? Do I think there actually is a quote-unquote culture change? I've seen it more this year, I think, now that we're kind of – back to normal from the COVID situation. I think, um, you know, things that you see on and off the field and the things Ron Rivera is doing, I mean, he's, you know, football wise, I think he's feeling pressure this year too, because he fired his defensive line coach two weeks into practice. I think that's a sense of urgency move. And I think that puts Jack Del Rio on notice. I think it puts a lot of other guys on notice. He's talked about how he needs to win in this year three, because who knows what's going to happen. So I do kind of sense a shift all around. Yes. And uh, whether or not that continues, look, we've all been around it. We don't know. We believe it when we see it. That's just kind of what I, what, what that, that I've learned to, to think and, and believe, and we'll see how we do moving forward. What do we, what do we make of that defensive of defensive line coach? Doesn't typically get fired. In yeah. training camp. I mean, not, and, not saying, and, and days before the first preseason, right. game. it's like, I, 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 I kind of smell a fit. Look, here's the thing. If, if, if he was a guy that he inherited, or if he was a guy that they just picked up like in the last season or two, you know, I would, I, I don't think I would think anything of it, but Sam Mills, the third was with him in Carolina. Like anytime, Ron Rivera has been a head coach. Sam Mills, the third has been on his staff. Hmm. So I don't know how after 12 years, all of a sudden phys- uh, philosophical uh, differences or however they worded it. I don't, I, I don't know how those crop up after 12 years of working together. Yeah, that's something that's interesting. Something happened and I haven't been yeah. able to find out what yet. Um, yeah. To be honest, I know there was some tension along the defensive line last year with him. Some guys didn't like him. Some did. You know, Matt Ioannidis is gone. Uh, Tim settles out. You know, they were throwing fists. They were throwing punches last year in Dallas. So, you know, things weren't always right along that defensive line, to be honest. And from what the rumblings I had heard, I thought maybe this would have been done at the end of last season. So I don't know what happened, but something had to have happened to trigger this after watching two weeks of practice. And with Jeff Scanina too, let's, I mean, look, the guy's been with Sam for three years. So it's not, it's not like everything's going to change. You kind of run in the same scheme and same sort of thing under the Jack Del Rio defense. So 
you know, I, I'd, lo- I'd love to find out what happened and what kind of triggered this, but I haven't been able to do that yet. I, I think, Go ahead, Dave. Okay. I think the move stemmed from the fact that uh, you look at the Washington defense and you look at them as a team, the defensive line should be, you know, the engine that's firing this up this. Yeah, but then do it in January. Reason. Nothing's changed yeah. since, since right. all April, May. Yeah. And I think I think what he did was maybe he get, you know, he's known Sam Mills, the third for a long time. They've worked together. He's been a mentor all these years. And I think maybe he wanted to give him one more, you know, go. And maybe perhaps he wanted to let him down easy and, uh, you know, remove him after the Hall of Fame weekend ceremony, because that was a special time for the Mills family. It's tough to go to a Hall of Fame ceremony for your dad and be like, oh, yeah, I just lost my job. So for those of us who go to weddings recently unemployed, it doesn't feel good. My my favorite uh, quote so far is Ron Rivera saying the secondaries talking to each other and they're not looking like a bunch of guys just running around out there, which they did yeah. last year. So that, that gives us hope because how often do you thought, boy, we're, we're doing better on defense and bam, 40 yard baby, touchdown. Baby again. steps. Yeah. So right. so it's good. Maybe, maybe that's the sign we're getting out of the zoom area, the zoom era. They're actually talking to each other. We're learning, yeah. we're learning how to communicate. And I say that as we sit here, four guys talking on zoom. <laughs> on zoom. No, no. And, oh. and along those lines, I think, you know, a key this year is for a defensive line to reach its potential because when they don't, a secondary that's not the best will be exposed. It's very tough to, you know, to disguise a, a secondary that's not good. And I, I don't think the secondary is there yet. So the defensive line needs to take some heat, needs to take some pressure off the back seven, especially the back four. You know, one more thing I'll, I'll say on this uh, as we go back and forth all over the place on Dan Snyder, if he is allowed to come back, I guarantee you he, he's not going to have the same influence on the franchise, because the image I can still not get out of my mind is from the 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 uh, the uniform announcement uh, mm-hmm. back in back in February uh, or whenever that was. Uh, you know, and, he, and he was unshaven, much like I am that right now. I mean, he looked like a third string quarterback that had just been cut and has no hope. And his message almost was supposed to be a, a special day with the uniforms. Uh, you know, and not that he could ever be that inspiring as a, as a speaker, but uh, he definitely looked like a sack quarterback. That's my take on that. All right. Anything else to the commanders with the preseason game? Number one. Uh, I, I mean, what, I mean, what do we all want? What are we all looking for? I mean, George has been at, at, at practice and seeing all the, um, you know, the progression of this team uh, getting ready for the season. I mean, there's a couple of things that I'm looking for. I mean, everybody's looking at Carson Wentz, right? I mean, that's, yeah, and, that, that's gotta be the number one thing everybody's looking at, but I mean, there's nothing more, there's nothing more exciting than vanilla offenses. I love vanilla uh, right. offenses. Which right. And about. that's the thing. It's like, you're not going to really see anything. Everybody's kind of looking for some sort of uh, hope that, you know, third time's a charm for him, but um let me you know, tell you this. Hold on. Gonna, yeah, go ahead. Let me go tell ahead. you this. I here, here's my here's my new theory. Okay. Okay. He all of the um okay, you've heard all the, the talk about Carson. Is he inaccurate? Whatever, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Right. Okay, Carson is who he is. He's a 60 whatever percent completion quarterback. You're gonna get the good and the bad. Ron has said multiple times they're putting everything in on Carson Wentz, right? The no secrets. So I'm wondering if, and he said today, they're going to go 15 to 20 plays. I'm wondering if you're going to see a little more game planning for Saturday because I th- I'm i wondering if Ron wants to come out there and show the people, because, you know, they don't game plan for preseason at all. You right. run a few plays, whatever. So I'm wondering if 
They not much of Steve Spurrier. They have a right. Osaka. 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 I wonder if they have a little more of a game plan, a <laughs> little more of a script for Carson to get him off to a good start so Ron can come in there afterwards and say, see, guys, look, it's game situation. He's better than everybody's ready, you know, everybody's saying. Because, you know, this is an important deal for Ron. Like he's gone all in on Carson Wentz, made it no, no bones about it. This is the guy he says he wanted. And I don't know, still don't know if I believe that, but he went in all in. So I, that's my that's my theory for this weekend. I, w- I wonder if you're going to see a little more. I was surprised he said 15 to 20 plays, to be honest. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, that's so, just my 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 thought on that. So George Wallace is predicting a, a he's going to hang 50 on the Panthers, just like the Osaka game back yeah. in 2000. Ron, Ron's going to come in and say, I told you guys, just be yep. patient. Yeah. All right, Dave Preston, what are you looking I, for? I'm going to look for some offensive cohesion. I'm not looking for necessarily results on the field because you're basically going with the vanilla offense, maybe with a couple tweaks here and there. I want to see some cohesion in the offensive line. Chase Roulier not playing this Saturday. I want to see the crispness and intensity that you have seen with Ron Rivera coach teams in August and early September that we did not get with Jake Rudin's clubs that seemed to sleepwalk through the first half of September. So I'm looking for some energy and some enthusiasm and some execution as well. Not necessarily results, you know, you know, you know, I'm not going to look for a certain amount of points or a certain amount of uh, third down conversions, but you just want to see some growth on both sides of the ball as they're on track for opening day. Rob. Uh, I'm looking at the linebackers besides the quarterback situation. I'm looking at the linebackers because uh, very quietly, there's a situation brewing there with that uh, Mike linebacker position. Uh, You know, it's not often that a a fifth rounder who sort of falls into the starting uh, position uh, ends up being, uh, you know, sort of a point of uh, discussion, but Cole Holcomb is in the final year of his contract. He's getting to bite at that apple of being sort of the answer, the quarterback of the defense there at that Mike linebacker position. I mean, if he, if he balls out and has sort of a, a, a sort of a borderline pro bowl season or better then um, you know, they, they, they might just re up him. They might just spend money on him or the nationals will trade him either way. All right, and again, uh, I don't know if you'll—I <laughs> don't know if you'll get the. It's not just one game; it's the entire preseason. I kind of tipped my hand when I talked about the secondary, but it's the entire yeah. defense. And I know you're you're facing a vanilla offense, whatever. I just want to see a defense that does not give up the big play. Yeah, they they were 29th in passing yards allowed last year. Uh, so for whatever improvement we have on offense, and we can stop teams for 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 two downs, but if you give up that that backbreaking uh, morale sapping play uh that's gonna just sidetrack your season so they have to be more disciplined in that regard so i'm going to be keeping an eye out for not giving up the big play this and also just and also just a quick warning just of who we're you know who we're going to see them play on saturday i mean this is a carolina panthers team that has been just kind of wildly shooting at quarterbacks here so you're getting yeah so you're getting um uh, uh baker mayfield uh, just a few weeks after getting there, uh, Sam Darnold, you don't really know what you're going to see from him. So No Cam um, Newton, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no Cam Newton, which is why they're not going to win this year. Right. All, right. All right. On about the line of scrimmage. George, <laughs> any other thoughts? Right I, you know what? I, I'm, I may be in the minority on this, but the Wizards going back to the blue, the bronze, the blue Bro. and white uniforms for 25. First of all, I can't believe it was 25 years. That just yeah. shows you that Dave's been around a long time. Yeah. Uh, but 
but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how you celebrate that. That I, to me, that was just an ugly uniform. I know they're it going was. back. They're going to wear it, and they got a new court design going back in the day, twenty-five years, and they're going to wear it some some games this year. I don't know which games, but I just, just I'm done with that Wizards uniform. That's just me. Yo, yo, actually, that was going to be mine too. And look, uh, as the as the resident sports fashionista here. Stop bringing back the teal stuff, man. That was 90s. So the Wizards fit in that category. The Detroit Pistons have been out here bragging about bringing back those teal uniforms that they should have. They're not good. The Wizards are not teal. Stop with all the 90s. Wizards aren't teal. No, it's not teal, but it's like one of those like uh, light tertiary colors that were always hot. In the Dave Preston, what's your tertiary comment? Well, uh, tertiary comment, all eyes on college park, uh, Maryland returning 16 starters from its first bowl winning team in over a decade. A lot of eyes on uh, Talia Tunga Vailoa, who set a school record for passing yards last year, but the keys this year, can they run the ball effectively on offense and can they stop teams defensively until they can There'll be that cute team in September that can't compete in October. So a lot of pressure on the offensive line being able to run the ball and a lot of pressure defensively on teams being able to hold foes to under 30 points in Big Ten play. And they wear better uniforms. Yes. Says the man in a white shirt right now, which probably costs more than my entire wardrobe. Uh, The the fashion ish since 1865. Uh, the uh, the fashionista Rob Woodford. What, what's, your, what's your audible? <laughs> no, that was mine, man. I was going to go okay. off on okay. this whole. All right, and I'm going to say this, and this is now George's to- reminded people that I'm announcing my retirement on this week's show because I have been around <laughs> long. And this is, by the way, figure this out. It's the 25th year of the Wizards, but it's actually they made the 26th season of the Wizards. But that's a whole other uh, story. But we just had the 53rd edition of the tennis tournament here in Washington, which once was the Washington Star Invitational, which once upon a time, there was another newspaper in this town, uh, the Washington Star. Uh, and look, if, if people like Francis Tiafo, uh, Haley Baptiste, uh, it, it's not just about this tennis tournament, it has inspired generations now of, of Washingtonians into playing tennis. It, it's an important part of the sporting fabric of this city. The condition of Rock Creek Park the tennis center has to be addressed. We now have a first-class tournament. That On the men's side, that's one of the biggies leading up to the U.S. Open. Uh, if we're going to keep that event, at some point in the coming years, you have the stewardship of, of Mark Gein, and he's certainly been investing, but there has to be some kind of collaboration uh, to make sure that that facility gets an upgrade because it's an important part uh, of our city and has given opportunities to so many uh, and so it's beyond just the pro tournament that we celebrate every year, but we're not going to have that pro tournament uh, if the conditions at Rock Creek Park are not upgraded, just simply because the place is old and it's starting to show its age. And speaking of showing its age, this DC Sports Huddle is starting to show its age. So we'll come back and try better next week. But we appreciate you for joining us. The uh, DC Sports Huddle, of course, is sponsored by MGM National Opera for of Washington Sports. Visit MGM National Harbor. Experience a sports fan paradise. For Dave Preston, who is busy working. For George Wallace, who's trying to get more sun cream on after being at the Commander's Training Camp. And for Rob Woodfork, who has to go shirt shopping. I'm Dave Johnson. We'll see you next week. Break. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, 
or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.